Cool. Okay. All right. So let me get the music make, ready. Des. Not that we're ready, ready yet, but like, you yeah. know. So, Des, how was your uh, Christmas and New Year? Quiet. Quiet? Very quiet. Very quiet. <laughs> didn't didn't you make a lot raucous, of noise and the, the only raucous bit was um, the drama around uh, American um, fiasco. Well, it's not you know. There's not much been going on while we've been off. It's only been you know two weeks of a Christmas break and a bit of New Year. You know, there can't be much that went on. Surely, well, we did. <laughs> we were expecting to have four days, I think, or was it five days of fun? According to our our revered um, PM, it was turned on its head, and we were told that we were only going to have one day of fun. <laughs> um, and oh dear! The parties had to be the parties had to be withdrawn. They had to be changed. Our plans were changed. We were planning, you know, driving everywhere and having a really seditious time. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both desmond you yeah. and me both Introducing oh. to the british to the british um, public but well i don't know happen. what that looked like didn't we do it 400 years ago and chop off the king's head but anyway that's a whole other story <laughs> that we can do on the other side of this desmond happy new year sir and a wonderfully happy new year to you David. shall we push the button are you ready to go i think i um, indeed. Welcome to this week's Des and Dave. Hello, Des. Hello, Dave. Hang on, hang on. I've got something for you. You get nothing. You lose. You get nothing. You lose, Desmond. You lose. What a week. Yes, what a week. And um, I think that so much has happened and we probably have tended, which has been largely overshadowed by um, so many things. We've had crazy bomb blast in Tennessee. We've forgotten that. We've also forgotten that Trump's new veto and obviously the, the stimulus bill um, attempting to increase the, um, the amount of money to the American people from 300 to what 2,000, I believe it was. We've forgotten the Georgia election. That was a big fun in the two weeks. <laughs> Then, of course, we had Joe Biden criticizing uh, Donald Trump for his lack of transition cooperation. Yes, and, that was right. Yes, yes. And then, of course, we had the other big, big issue, the, um, the crazy pardons and still more to come. Well, what about the tape? 
You've forgotten. I thought the tape was the biggest scandal going at the moment. So this was the tape between um, him and uh, an election official. No, what is it? What's his job title? I've forgotten now. There's so many characters uh, in American yeah, politics um, in my mind. Pete's... I've forgotten his name. No, he's got a really great name. Raffensperger. That's it. Raffensperger. Raffensperger. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So this Absolutely. was the tape where Trump called him for over an hour. You can listen to it. I highly recommend it. You can see what Trump is really like behind closed doors. Awful. Awful, but interesting listening. And he just wants 11,700 and something votes or whatever it was. Like, you know, just That's give me the right. votes. He like a lot of votes. Just, you know, switch them. Tell them it was a technical error. <laughs> yeah, we just need one more than, yeah, we just need one more. But, th th and we haven't even got to the story of the week because I just think that the Mr. Raffensperger, he should have just put down the phone after two minutes, but he should have just clearly told him this again. You get nothing you lose good day sir he gets nothing you get nothing and this is him mr mob boss isn't it you know this is he's, he's the worst mob boss in the world but you get nothing sir you get nothing we have counted you have lost and what's even stranger just before we hit the news of the week is loffler and Purdue, which were the two republican candidates standing that have now lost Ooh. conceded and and said yeah it, we lost like so uh, hello wake up you get nothing sir you lose so with all those things that we've forgotten about desmond which are huge in and of themselves Absolutely. we move on to the biggest thing of the week now me and you have deliberately not talked to each other really about any of this stuff during this time uh between us because we want to keep it fresh for the podcast so now i can finally ask you and stop torturing myself what on earth were you thinking when you saw these pictures coming through i think that um joe biden probably correctly analyzed it in this way when he said this is nothing more than domestic terrorism and I thought, what an appropriate definition of a period of American lunacy, complete and utter lunacy. And I thought he got to the heart of the matter. But that's what's going to be confronting the American people is how they manage the, 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 the lack, the legal lack of addressing um, domestic um, terrorism. I don't think they've got any laws that actually address it. Yeah, they've got terrorism laws. It says they've pointed it out. I've been watching all the news clips, sedition, insurrection, it's all there. And it's just a case of these agencies reacting. But I think maybe that's a good starting point is a lot of people are talking about obviously the Capitol Police response, where were the National Guard and Biden, I think, says something really, really apt that we could begin on because um, it's been a real talking point um, about the way that this particular event was handled. This isn't fair. No one can tell me that if had been a group of Black Lives Matter protesting yesterday, there wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been treated very, very differently than the mob of thugs that stormed the Capitol. We all, we all know that's true. And it is unacceptable, totally unacceptable. The American people saw it in plain view 
and I hope it sensitizes them to what we have to do. Now that's pretty powerful coming from the next president, you know, for him to already acknowledge that. I thought that was, uh, you know, not even necessarily brave or bold of him, but just clear for all to see. Because I don't know how much detail you've um, picked up, Des, around what actually happened as like the sequence of events. So from what I can uncover from just immersing myself in American media and looking at reports and reading various things was when they were in the lockdown room, you know, and you've got Pelosi and uh, Mitch McConnell and various others, apparently one of the senators knew the Maryland governor. So he rings up the Maryland governor and says, listen, can you send some National Guard? The guy says, yeah, I've told the general, like, no problem, go. And the general turns around and says, I'm just waiting for Washington to give me authority to go. So this is like an army general sitting in another state going, yeah, yeah, we can go. We just need the approval. And they can't get hold of the Secretary of Defense, the White House, the Pentagon. Nobody will give them an answer. They won't answer their phones. I mean, if your phone is there, usually you imagine these red telephones in the movies like, hello, it's beeping. And eventually an army, the army solicitor general rings up the um, governor of Maryland and says to him, have you got any troops you can send? And he said, yeah, we've been trying to get a hold of people for like a, an hour and a half. And eventually then it's only when the solicitor general says to the other general, yeah, go ahead. And he said, well, I don't normally accept you know, kind of uh, clearance from you to go. But in this instance, yeah, and off they went. And there's at the same time, Trump is reported in the White House to when he arrived back from the rally to just be in absolute glee. So you, you just wonder, going on from Biden's comments and the things that happened in the summer, where were they, Des? Where were they? It, it, and you'd even predicted this a few weeks ago on our podcast. You said that this kind of thing would happen, and I kind of poo-pooed you. I take that back now with great sincerity. Well, it's it it makes I'm I'm not I'm not happy, of course, that it's happened because I think it's bad. It's bad for the world, and certainly bad for the American people. But there was one element of that which forced me to seriously think about the American legal system, um, which is that, and it's what Biden said. And I thought, again, as you've already suggested, um, he's gone straight to the heart of the matter with this insistence on the, the need to address domestic terrorism because from what I gather, and I may be wrong on this, and probably um, if I got it wrong, you could help me there. But from what I gather is that America is geared up towards, a legal system is geared up towards addressing international terrorism. For example, if that was Al-Qaeda or a Muslim group that had attacked Capitol Hill, the FBI would have been onto that immediately, or Black Lives Matter. Yeah, the, they would have been onto that immediately, and there would have been a great deal more than five deaths. There would probably be carnage. But it also threw me back to something I recall in about 2017. Uh, probably a year after Donald Trump had taken over the White House, 
in which he banned, if I can remember, and you can help me out with this, Dave, about, I think, six Muslim countries from entering the America. I know yeah. Iran was one, and they were all Muslim countries. And the Democrat, the Democratic Party was saying, well, hang on a minute. What about a year or two later? What about Charlottesville and the march of the, um, the white supremacists? That's where, that's where Trump said there are fine people on both sides. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you start to piece all of it, it's like a massive jigsaw. You start to piece all of that. Cohen made, I think, some relevant comments. And I, I think you spoke about that a little earlier on and made some prediction around about that time, too, about what he thought might happen. And it all comes together. The the racism the um you know the, the the way in which he treated women the way in which he saw people joining me now is president trump's former personal attorney michael cohen michael's the author of disloyal and host of the podcast mea culpa with michael cohen uh given that as i welcome you my friend is uh given your reaction right there i'm going to get to your reaction to the president's uh video but you were right michael how were you so sure that Trump would incite the masses the way that he did? Because I know the man better than anybody. And it's really just a terrible display by Donald Trump in a very weak and a feeble attempt to keep power. And that's what Donald Trump is all about. And that was the whole purpose of him, in, in essence, running for president. It was to obtain the power, but really not even the power so that he could do good for America. It was really so that he could do better for his eponymous um, company, because that's really what the whole campaign was about. It was supposed to, in essence, be the greatest infomercial in the history of politics, but it didn't turn out that way, did it? No. It was really about Trump and Trumpism. I, I was just forced to reflect on that. Was it Maya Angelou who said, if somebody tells you who they are, believe them, yeah, Maya Angelou said, if someone shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them, yeah. And I think I think the only thing that I can say to Trump supporters, and not, not anything to support them, but to understand maybe, is they are in a bubble where their news, Facebook feed, the, you know, not necessarily Fox News, but this American other network, OAN, is just reinforcing constantly this election was stolen from you. So that then when they go on to believe that, when these people are in power and they are not telling the truth fundamentally, this is part of the result, you know. And it, it, it I think for a lot of them, these are really, you can't argue it in some ways when they say, I'm a patriot, because what is a patriot? What is people's understanding of revolution or the American revolution and all of those things? But what was really clear was that this was incited, you know, and uh, Rudy Giuliani and Trump, both just before this happened, really incited the mob. And well, this is what the pair of them had to say, if you want to make up your own mind. Not far from the hill, the president's lawyer was saying this to the angry crowd just before their attack. And if we're wrong, we will be made fools of. But if we're right, a lot of them will go to jail. So let's have trial by combat. 
And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Dave, that was wow. powerful. Wow. Wow. But that's it. That's it. And this is what's happening now. So with those guys that broke into the Capitol, you know, the guy with the bullhorns and the uh, the various others, the one that stole the lectern, they, they end up posting on their social media what they did. So it's a very open and shut case for, you know, the FBI and all the prosecution case to come because you've admitted it. Like you, you, you made your confession the second after you went inside of that building. But we must say that five people lost their lives during this and one of them absolutely. a capital police officer absolutely but you know just it, it, it wasn't i think when i was first watching this and first seeing the scenes it you know what what did they intend to do because it was very unclear at the beginning like oh, okay there's just some like pushing at the door or whatever and then obviously as time went on it became more and more clearer and you were getting clips from then inside and you just think that this is the american house like this is the people's house as they describe it and this is what it's come to that the president incites a mob to to do what and there there's been all sorts of images don't forget about the pipe bombs that were found the machine guns found in vans the the plastic um handcuffs that the they use for riots that the the authorities use there was a guy seen carrying those in full combat gear so yeah. if the senators hadn't got on and you know the the congressman hadn't got to safety when they did the situation could have been very different on top of it already being what it was i i i just want to, to, to go back a little bit to some of the comments that were made by the we can't call them protesters they weren't they were they were terrorists i think let's let's call a a spade a spade as it no, were no they, no and it's very interesting that even the mass media got that line very fast you know, normally there is a hesitancy there. It kind of goes to the core of some of the, the Black Lives Matter stuff. But they use the phrase very fast, insurrection, sedition. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, these are things that, you know, we have to agree a system, guys, peacefully. Otherwise, are we just fighting each other? Rudy Giuliani's com uh, comments about combat, uh, trial by combat are just medieval. The last time I heard that phrase was in Game of Thrones. You know, and yeah, it, it, you just and Trump to then say we have to show strength. I think they have to impeach him regardless. They have but, to impeach him. But Dave, I'd like to add to this. While Trump was making the speech, which you've just played for us, his vice president was forced to hide in a bunker at Capitol Hill, hiding from a deranged group of his supporters who had prepared a noose for him and wanted to string him up on a tree in that noose. And yet still, 
Pence does not want to use the 25th Amendment to get rid of Trump. I find that extraordinary. There was one other thing, Dave, as well to remember is, and we may have, there's so much has happened, we may have forgotten this. The last time we compiled our podcast, we were talking about the governor of Michigan, who they had attempted to kidnap and had only narrowly failed to kidnap her. And the plan was to kill her. These are nice people. No, and this is it. Ultimately, consequences have to fall. Otherwise, what's to tell people like you don't do this again? So consequences really do have to arrive. And like you say, it's really interesting. They don't invoke the 25th. Maybe in six months, a year's time, certain people will choose to speak and we'll find out what's really, really going on behind the scenes. But from what I hear, obviously, there's already been two cabinet resignations and those could have been two people that said he's unfit to serve and signed the letter with Pence. But Betsy DeVos, your uh, great education friend, has left Desmond and uh, also the transport secretary, um, Elaine Chow, who happens to be Mitch McConnell's wife, let's not forget. But from what the the gossip kind of inside of the White House is, everyone is avoiding him. They are virtually ignoring him and they are just getting on with it. And, you know, Nancy Pelosi even rang the Pentagon to check on the nuclear codes and was given some reassurances that, no, he, he cannot just push the button, even though he does remain sole authority and the law. But this is the interesting thing, like you mentioned earlier on, Des, about the law. And if the law says, you know, X and somebody does X, then surely they have to face the wrath of the law. Otherwise, what is it there for? And I just get the sense that maybe they have invoked the 25th Amendment in all but name, if that makes any sense. You know, they are just doing whatever is the the caretaking responsibilities delicately and just ignoring him. And at the same time, like I said, I think the impeachment needs to happen because impeachment is one thing that you cannot be pardoned from. Interesting that. I mean, these guys 200 years ago in America that set up this framework really did try and think of lots of things, hey? but they had, had no idea about Facebook and the rest, uh, you know, joining us years later. But impeachment has to arrive because impeachment also entails the fact that you cannot stand for high office again. So, um, and what's been interesting is even the fact the Republican senator for uh, Alaska has said that he needs to go. Um, But let's, I think it's, I think it's really relevant to share Nancy Pelosi um, at this moment where she talks about impeachment and the fact the House is prepared to do it. Incited an armed insurrection against America. The gleeful desecration of the U.S. Capitol, which is the temple of of our American democracy, and the violence targeting Congress are horrors that will forever stain our nation's history, instigated by the President of the United States. That's why it's such a stain. In calling for this seditious act, the President has committed an unspeakable assault on our nation and our people. I join the Senate Democratic leader in calling on the Vice President to remove this President by immediately invoking the 25th Amendment. If the Vice President and the Cabinet do not act, the Congress may be prepared to move forward with impeachment. That is the overwhelming sentiment 
of my caucus. The clock is yeah. clearly ticking. There's 13 days. That's right. How long are you willing to give the cabinet and Pence until they make well, a decision I think before that they you will, start your own procedure? I don't think that it'll take long to get an answer from the vice president. It'll either be yes or it'll be no. And we'll see. But today, we want to make sure. Hmm? Today, do you expect an answer today? We would hope. And that was on the 7th of January, and we record this on Sunday the 10th. So, uh, yeah, she's got more ferocious as um, time has gone on. I think it's, it's interesting. The kind of level of news coming across from America has kind of dwindled a little bit over the weekend. I think people just need a rest. I think this this really shocked and, and scared a lot of people. And it just shows you that some things we take for granted, like democracy, like going to the voting booth, that still, you know, 30, 40% of people that can vote don't bother to do to make their mark. And it shows you how fragile uh, an idea and a concept this actually is. At the same time, even after all of these events, and Mitch McConnell gave quite a conciliatory concession speech and said this next vote will be the most important in his 30 odd years in the Senate, and still, Josh Horsley and Ted Cruz, two of the Republican senators, mm -hmm. carried on objecting. And a lot of people say because they are trying to take the 2024 nomination, they are trying to take Trump's crowd. Um, hello, guys. It's quite clear. Trump's crowd. It's, it's in the name. I don't think you're going to be quite successful at pulling that one off. But hey, there are some deranged people in this land. And, it, you know, there was even a scuffle in the Senate, Des. You know, the cameras don't always capture every single angle in the Senate, you know, the, the, the kind of C-SPAN, you know, um, cameras. But there was there was a scuffle. You know, there, there was almost a, another fistfight later on that evening between senators. And they've just been locked in a room together. You know, they've just been all locked in a room together where they've got to have really frank and honest conversations. You know, it literally was a hostage situation where they're saying, you know what, what the hell are you doing? They're able to have those discussions. They're forced together. And it looked like... A number of the other Republican senators that were going to object, like Loeffler and Purdue, the ones who had just lost that day, they just lost their Senate seats, although they remain as lame ducks for a few moments more, they withdrew their objections. That crazy Loeffler woman stood up and said, I cannot in good conscience continue with these objections. And she had just stood next to Trump literally the, the two days before and said she will stand up in the Senate and object. Like, you know, you not that I can give any credit because there are lots of rats that leave a sinking ship, but you just think in the face of everything you've just seen, you know someone has died, yet you are still objecting and you know it will come to nothing. So all you are doing is putting more nasty sentiment out there and still trying to justify absolute lies. I think what you say is complete and utterly true. And just simply to amplify what you said, my immediate thoughts focused around people like Josh Horsley, Ted Cruz. I'm even including Marco Rubio in all of this. You tend to find that the Republicans are doing a, a lot of this support for Trump out of concern not about the American people whom they took an oath an oath to to protect and of course the country but it really about their own personal ambition it's about them it's about their aspirations it's about their careers 
It's got nothing to do with the American people. The deepest irony for me, and it's kind of hypocrisy in all of this by the Republicans, is the Trump stood, and I remember this so clearly, Trump stood on a platform of law and order. We are the <laughs> law and order party. You know, the Democrats want to turn this into a lawless land. He said that after the riots in, in, um, in Seattle, um, Port Portland. He said that the Black Lives Matter, what the, 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 the the Democrats are, are a talking platform for for um, black. He's lives. done more for black people than anyone since Abraham Absolutely. Lincoln. Absolutely, absolutely. Where is the law and order? As far and what 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 he's left is rather than unifying the American people, what is the American country as a whole is having to wake up the following morning and confront is after that wonderful visual um uh, i i don't know what you call it the delectable visual theater of you know all these people attempting to to storm the capitol hill and claiming they even uh, in fact actually I'm, I'm i'm sure i saw and read that some of them black themselves up to claim that they were members of the black lives matters group or also antifa um, oh God. And my question is, where was Trump? He said he was going with them. Where was he? <laughs> Why wasn't he holding the guy with the bullhorn's hand? Why wasn't he there? You know, they, they, do they not ask themselves that? And then the thing is, he's put out the, you know, as we, we describe it, the hostage video. So it seems later on the next day, he was kind of forced to make this video in which he was definitely reading an auto cue. And I think the White House counsel had said to him, like, you know, otherwise, like, oh, dear for you. But it was very clear he didn't want to do that. And then there was another video where he said he loved them and da, da, da. And then at the same time, the next day, he then described them as, oh, the, those who broke the law will be prosecuted. And, well, if his followers are watching yeah. that, they must be very confused about now. But they may just tell them, oh, he's a fake news and he's a deep fake and he's a CGI Trump. He's a not real. I don't know. But it, it, do you remember we had this conversation in our last podcast where we called him MIA, missing in action? Yes. <laughs> he was... Well, he's definitely been in action now. And I think the thing is, I poo-pooed <laughs> you again because I said, oh, this little group's going to go away is the death of Trumpism so on and so on when what's and we haven't even got there yet this is why there's just so much this week but like twitter chose to ban him yes and delete the posts and then facebook and then the others and then this one got involved in that one and then he was allowed back on twitter and now they've permanently suspended him and they are a private company they are entitled to choose who uses their service in a non-discriminatory fashion yeah. and uh they, he's broken their terms and conditions you know those rafters of things that we all click accept on the internet but uh, you you just wonder where is his mouthpiece because already this parlor app google have stopped people being allowed to download yeah. it it's yes. like all the tech companies have kind of you know acting uh, in a way to not let him have a megaphone so if he can't get his message out there, it's not like he's going to be able to demand, 
you know, to be on Fox and Friends anymore. Or maybe that might work. I don't know. But I think Fox is caught, caught between a rock and a hard place and a building on fire. They are really not, an, you know, yeah. a precipice behind because yeah. they don't know what to say. And yet you still allow this, you know, I don't even want to say their names, but the, the two kind of late night talk show hosts that talk a lot of rubbish. And you, even the way they are reporting this, you know oh these people had a right no 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 let's remind ourselves four years ago when people were just in tears that trump won that they were demonizing for them for just being in tears oh get over it get over it you guys are the one peddling you know the last two months of lies that somehow the election was stolen but yet you can offer no evidence absolutely but they just think if obama was the author of this sedition what kind of america would be waking up to can you just imagine? It's a let's just let's just change the actors. <laughs> it is Obama who's delivered the speech that we shared with our our um, our listeners earlier, and not Trump. What would Fox News be saying today? It's it's interesting. I've actually been listening to Obama read his autobiography. And there was a section that I listened to, which was about him looking to run for re-election. And, oh, God, bloody re-election again is what he's saying. And then he's hearing about Donald Trump talking about the fact he's not really American and this birther conspiracy and nonsense. And he just says he wasn't really paying attention to Trump. But what kind of became clear to him was he was getting across the feeling that people thought, what is a black man doing in the White House? Somehow the system had malfunctioned. He said he was kind of was starting to receive lots of this sentiment. So, it, it, yeah, it, like you say, it depends who the, the messenger is. But it, 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 it's still astonishing to me that this happened, even though it really shouldn't be. And there were even T-shirts made and people knew that this event had been trailed for some time, even though there is no way Mike Pence could overturn it. It's just a formality that they agree what the states have agreed um and still they haven't really enacted the 25th even though they may be behaving like it behind the scenes the impeachment still hasn't moved as quickly as maybe they wanted to i mean it's you're making laws you have to write it in a specific fashion and so on but okay they're still moving i don't know that much i'm not uh someone who works in, in that in that area so um, but i'm sure man get on a computer type those things and then have your vote and i think monday is when they said they're going to bring it to the floor um but i, I think what's interesting is even you mentioned before we go on about the republican party and Rick Wilson, who's one of the people that now leads the Lincoln Project, oh, that yes. was a key integral part of, you know, George W. Bush and the war in Iraq and all the rest of it. It was Republican through and through. And when Trump starts arriving, he, you know, gets mad and says, enough, we can't have this kind of person involved. And what he said in one of the interviews this week was that the Republican Party have made a political calculation that there is enough angry white men for the next 20 years to keep them in power in pockets. And exactly like you said, they are only thinking short term. They are only thinking what's in it for me and not the good of the American people. And that's a really sad state of affairs because I'd like to think that people go into politics for more than just themselves. And fortunately, there is a glimmer of hope in the sense that Mitt Romney, uh, the Republican senator for Utah, um, and this is him speaking uh, very shortly after the session resumed, after the, the terrorists had broken into the Capitol. Now we gather 
due to a selfish man's injured pride and the outrage of supporters who he has deliberately misinformed for the past two months and stirred to action this very morning. What happened here today was an insurrection incited by the President of the United States. Those who choose to continue to support his dangerous gambit by objecting to the results of a legitimate democratic election will forever be seen as being complicit in an unprecedented attack against our democracy. Fairly or not, they'll be remembered for their role in this shameful episode in American history. That will be their legacy. I salute Senator Langford and Leffler and Braun and Danes, and I'm sure others, who in the light of today's outrage have withdrawn their objection. For any who remain insistent on an audit in order to satisfy the many people who believe that the election was stolen, I'd offer this perspective. No congressional audit is ever going to convince these voters, particularly when the president will continue to say that the election was stolen. The best way we can show respect for the voters who are upset is by telling them the truth. Dave, if I can just say one thing there, the only thing I really seriously disagree with uh, Mitt Romney on is that he says that, that you know, that, the, that, that Trump has been um, misinforming or, or given the wrong information to his supporters the last two weeks or three weeks. He's actually been doing that for four years. <laughs> Not two weeks. And the, the one redeeming quality about Mitt Romney, and I think he will, history will look on him very favorably, is that he was the only Republican who voted for Trump's impeachment. The first time around the first time around he hasn't got the chance to vote this time yet because they haven't called it but yeah the first time around he was the only one to join i well, mean he was it, the it, only one and you've got to give him you've got to give him some brownie po points for that because nobody else did nobody else um supported him and he was clearly unhappy to stand alone but he was very brave so i'll, I'll give him that credit but I think all it, else that he said is true i agree with that yeah, you just tell the truth is what he said. And and what's interesting is still, like we said, Ted Cruz and uh, Josh Hawley. St and Josh Hawley has a picture fist bumping the crowd. You know, it, like it, it, it just, yeah. And also he's now lost his book deal. Um, the publishers have said that they know after what he's done and said that they no longer wish to publish his book. So, you know, and this guy's educated in Yale or uh, whatever the other one is. That, highly, you know. Both of them, both him and uh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is a highly intelligent man. He's no fool. But what they've done is clearly they've nailed their whatever to the mass and they believe that, you know, let's get some of Trump's supporters on because we're going to be making a, you know, political um, um, setting, attempt to become president in 2024. And if we can get their support, this is what Mussolini did. <laughs> Mussolini is the very people that help create Mussolini, create this, this notion of invincibility around him, were the very people that 
I, I can't remember my history. We, we actually do need to follow up with our historian there, Dave, um, would help me. Is this, I remember that Nisalini's head ended up on a spike and he was paraded through the town of um, Italy, if I, can, if I remember my history correct. And the very people that supported Nisalini turned on him. And I fear that this is, this is going to be the fate of Trump. And Trump do, do, you, do you know if he, he he actually gets impeached, he loses Secret Service protection? I mean, they may change they may change that, uh, you know. But but at the Wonderful. moment, the way the law is written, he loses everything: the pension, the this, the that. He loses oh, it all. So, did you hear? Did you hear his his son Eric Trump? Um, because I'm going to I'm going to set you a little task, Dave. I've decided that we need to. And I'll come to, to, to Eric in a moment. We, you and I need to go through a very short, shortly, we need to go through a um, um, trying to describe Donald Trump in, because I thought you, we would, Des and Dave, I thought we'd use the, the, the letter D to, to describe Trump and his, and his ways, you know. Despot, and, and desperate. Despot is excellent delinquent <laughs> deluded delusional delusion fantastic deranged. dangerous dangerous yeah dumb <laughs> dumber <laughs> god we've got a lot more points than we got on our quizzes a few podcasts ago didn't absolutely, we absolutely dave and do you know what um, um eric discombobulated <laughs> do you know what delinquent did we use that already perhaps i'm sure we probably did but what eric Trump but you get extra said. points des you get extra points if you say them in the right order That's don't you true. remember man woman camera tv <laughs> so we just have to remember what we said and say it in order and you get extra <laughs> points dumb <laughs> and dumber sorry you were saying eric trump <laughs> eric trump um threatened the republican gops he claimed, he said to them, he publicly, very much like his brother, um, um, Donald Trump Jr., and in the same vein as, as, as um, Giuliani and Trump, he got up, I think it was on Fox television, and he said, all those GOPs who did, who did, did not support my father, we will, we will hunt you with our wonderful band of... Um, highly intellectual voters and we will make sure that you 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 never you you'll never win a seat again we'll run you out of politics eric trump oh, I mean, there's a there's a great phrase about him um i've forgotten his name the is it bob woodward yeah bob oh, woodward yes, yes. says about trump's sons well trump's dumb but then there's dumber so <laughs> <laughs> but I have one thing to say to Eric Trump. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> you get nothing. And I think, th I mean, this is the point of democracy, and I've heard it enough times this week, but it couldn't be truer. In order for us, the system to work, somebody has to agree that this is what happened. Like, this is how you have to concede when Hillary didn't win, even though she won the popular vote, because the way the system works, she said, I concede. And she conceded on election night. 
Like, you know, it was, you know, people's memories are really short. And I think there's one other story that's a bit lost in some of this, which is, you know, really pricked up my attention is Biden is changing some of his secret service. Now, come on, we think these guys as the elite trained, like in the movies, you know, they are going to use jujitsu and whatever, and they are highly intelligent individuals, you know, the cream of the crop. Mm -hmm. And it appears that there is some uh, uncomfortableness with the fact that some of the new presidential detail that's joined Biden are still Trump loyalists. And part of the kind of evidence for this is um, one of the Secret Service members that worked closely with Trump was given an exception to take leave from the Secret Service and work as the White House Deputy Chief of Staff. And he was the one that helped to orchestrate the Bible incident where Trump cleared all of uh, Lafayette wow. Square and stood outside of the church. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Like there's in all of this, there is so much stuff that gets lost. So Biden is taking back some of his Secret Service team. He had as vice president that he actually knows. So, you, you know, even at that level, uh, things are having to be really thought about very carefully because obviously these secret service are around when some very sensitive conversations and classified information is being shared and so on so you know and and part of the other reason they said is that some of these new secret service members going across to Brighton were refusing to wear masks they wouldn't wear face masks as kind of a demonstration and a show to trump so it, it you know it's at all levels this sedition and it's really People didn't pay attention at their peril. I think you can only keep shouting the truth and trying to sit down and talk to people and say, listen, what is it you're concerned about? Okay, let's take you to the election place and show you what happens. Look, the Republican dude stands there, the, the Democrat dude stands there, and they watch every time they open a ballot. Can you see they can always see what they're doing? No one is hiding things in their pockets. Like you, you need to take people on school trips to to show them how it works you know give let them have a job say look you can be one of the counters next time you sit you involve come come we're going to show you this is how you count you look in the box you see which is the number you write it here like it, it they need some school trips for these people to induct them into what they don't know about the american political process you know they they really need some hand holding and i maybe some civics lessons could do everybody some good I think that um, from what, following on from from your comments there, I think that Trump has been making it deliberately difficult for Biden to organize the transition. And Biden is probably becoming preoccupied with a lot of posts that he'd hope not to um, spend so much time in organizing and, 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 and managing. Um, and you wonder about the chaos that might be created because of some of the things you said, you know, having made a decision to make an appointment and then discovering that individual, you know, may have some question marks against them in terms of you know responsibility and and loyalty to the people of america not loyalty to biden because he 
doesn't view the the country in that way or the world in that way but loyalty to the american people and duty and and all the characteristics that the the the, the republicans have always paraded about you know their integrity um, and their willingness to serve the american people <sighs> it's going to create problems for him. You know, he, walking 11 days time, he walks in, takes over an administration, which is pretty corrupt. I mean, will there be anybody left, Dave? I think there's something very interesting about his character, though. I think, I think you know, I'm sure they can dig up people that they know. They may not be the best people, exactly fit right you know harmoniously but but listen we know you we trust you you were an advisor to the advisor we know you can crack on and and maybe they're even going to say hey i found you somebody else they can you know i'm sure sense will return it already feels like that when you hear him speak when he when biden was the one that baited the president and said you have to act like a president now and go on national tv and albeit it was a terrible video and still didn't really condemn anything he in a way that forced it you know and 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 trump took the bait either way so and and the fact that biden will admit what everyone is saying quite clearly and i do not think would have been a talking point had george floyd and the black lives matter movement not not swelled so much and 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 brought about so much discussion in the last you know eight nine months biden biden saw that so you imagine when he's sitting there on the 21st of january with the generals and the head of the fbi and so on he will say the exact same thing to them why would he not and that's going to be something very introspective in those american institutions what gives me hope is 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 just the fact Biden is already willing to say quite clearly uh, what he feels and what a lot of other people perceive as real. I don't know how you can argue that the Black Lives Matter protesters uh, um, were treated, you know, in the same way that the terrorists were treated a few days ago. I, I think the only thing I uh, wanted to ask you was. Could you ever imagine this happening in England, that Parliament is stormed? You know, we, we rush into the House of Lords or the House of Commons. Could you see it happening in Britain? I tell you, it, it's interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a discussion that's, that has, has actually concentrated my mind, my thoughts for a few days. Could this happen in Britain? And I think my answer would have to be absolutely not. Um, and, and the two reasons for that. One is I think the um, legal system in Britain and the parliamentary system in Britain is so much stronger than the American system. For one, the, the prime minister of Britain is accountable to the parliament and required to answer quite difficult questions, not with a I am the president of America. You learn how to speak to me. The prime minister of Britain cannot say that. You serve the people of Britain. They don't serve you. So a lot of the, the, the acts of what I call plain vandalism by Trump and some of the outrageous things that he said could not be said by a prime minister in Britain. And so I think that protects us. You think about the, what, what do they call it? That lovely word that you liked in the middle of Brexit, 
when um when, the pro um, des des all i would put to you is and i think this is what you're alluding to prorogation yeah. of parliament yeah <laughs> i can now, never say that, that that was a seditious act in some ways to shut down the lawmakers <laughs> and as the supreme court ruled it is null and void did it happen it, well, they did close. Uh, they did close did, Parliament, and Burko then had to stand happen? with his umbrella. Did, well, did we storm Parliament? We stormed yeah. Parliament many hundreds of years ago. Oh yes, but not on this occasion. So I remember, think... we chopped off our king's head. I feel like we're four hundred years ahead of America. Absolutely. It's like when people say American history, Absolutely. and you go, "That's not history." Two hundred years—that's really not. But you know, we go back many, many more, and I think we we probably played this game four hundred years king. ago, where we yeah, and we chopped off his head. You know, yeah. is uh, and and then eleven years later, we decided, oh no, let's bring back the king because actually electing this person doesn't work, and Cromwell wasn't the great anyway there's there's a whole history lesson there but yeah it, it, okay so you think never i think it depends i think everything is possible but then i remember being a young man and on the iraq war protest and there were a million people there very angry very passionate but at not one moment did it turn violent and that was over a million people marching through the streets through whitehall and ending up in hyde park for a rally and I don't remember seeing any violence. I don't remember hearing of any. I remember just the crowd numbers being argued about, you know, when it was the support, um, the remain. Again. Dave, think of one thing. Think of one thing, one important thing. Can you imagine the parliaments being stormed in the way Capitol Hill was stormed, placing all those MPs in, in that? They would have turned the, the guns on them. <laughs> doesn't matter who you well, are well this is the thing i was going to say it's actually very british the way we deal with it because if you think just in recent times like in the last 20 years like i say the iraq war one is yeah. probably the biggest protest in british political history yet they didn't listen an iota you know blair's mind was made up and, and so on and then you look at something like the student um, finance, uh, student fees protests in 2010 when Nick Clegg did a, a full 180 and decided to support his coalition partners in charging students £9,000 a year. Well, they messed up Parliament. Do you not remember? They smashed some windows and this and that. But the police didn't. They kept them there. They kettled them, as it were, and yeah. they wouldn't let them leave. And, you know, they kind of let them exhaust themselves out. It, it, you know, they didn't kind of go in there with batons and start smashing them apart, even when they're smashing a treasury window, because it's like, I feel like the police are watching going, OK, they're just letting out their anger. <laughs> do you think well, part of that reason is, sorry to cut across you, do you think part of that reason is, Dave, that Brit the, the, uh, Britain is, or the UK, is more accustomed to managing issues of terrorism because Britain has a long history of terrorism, terrorists? domestic terrorism you know northern yeah. ireland I think particularly and probably they're a little bit more skilled in operating that and as you say i believe that america is about 400 years behind britain i think britain is a much more civilized country than america is a little bit more sophisticated i'll also say this much say this to you because while we were talking it it's something you said earlier about how um clint hillary clinton was deeply upset about losing the last election, but she did one thing which was quite gracious of her in accepting defeat. And I actually remember not 
Yes, it was um, the British Prime Minister, David Cameron, after he'd lost the Brexit argument and resigned. And the la one of the last things he said in Parliament, and I was actually, whilst all this business with Trump is going on, I was forced to reflect on it. And he said, and I thought it was quite powerful comment to made right at the very, very end of his speech in the House. He said something like, and I don't want to misquote him. He said something like, um, I was the future once. And I thought, that's wonderful. That's what Trump should have said. Yes, I was the future once and then leave, you know. No, I'm going to bring my mob in, you know, and we're going to storm the Bastille and we're going to take over control, which is actually what. But I wanted, I wanted to put in a, a, a complimentary quote to you because um, the, in one of our podcasts, you spoke about the, um, the Georgia, oh God, her name's gone out of my head now. Yes, yeah, Stacey Abrams. So and she is. So you, you, you were spot on there. Uh, she so did you, it, man. She did it. So she, she is um, single-handedly oh, almost um, it, um, delivered the two Senate seats to the Biden administration. Yes, and, and this, this, we, this got missed because this was the same day. Huh? so it, it, it really didn't, you know, come across. In so the, that's something in the positive news. to talk about, isn't it? Really? Yeah, hugely. So it's. Um, uh, oh God, Ossoff, this this yes, young one, Ossoff. he's broken the record as one of the youngest senators in yeah, however right. long, and so on and so on. And the other one is the Warnock. pastor, Warnock, that's it, the pastor, who's the first black senator to represent Georgia, yes. which is the third most populous black state in America. Uh, yeah. So it's like about time. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be very interesting because now they hold the vote of power. And also, if this Alaskan senator, um, the Republican one, chooses to leave the Republican Party, because that's what she said she'll do. If you do not get rid of him, I'm leaving. In which case, but I don't think she'll be a Democrat. She, yeah. oh, it doesn't make her a Democrat, but, you know, sounds like she's got some conviction and some values and maybe some ethics with a big F. She, so, she's yeah. actually an interesting. I, I'm trying to think of her name. She's actually a very interesting individual. Um, she teetered on uh, um, on some anti-Trump votes um, during the early days of Trumpism, but like most, they all fell at the wayside because nobody felt brave enough to take Trump on because of his Twitter power. And now his Twitter power is gone. I think people may feel a little bit more. <laughs> they may feel a bit more emboldened. I mean, but huge credit to Stacey Abrams for turning out the vote. And and remember, her campaign was well, about voting in general. Well. You know, well, you it, it, well. it was only, it, you know, it wasn't the biggest majorities in the world. But, you know, Georgia is inherently Republican in some ways. Absolutely. So it's even more interesting. Huh? But uh, I, I think there she is now the darling of the Democratic Party. And they actually asked her to stand as a senator in 2020. And she said, no, why would I apply for a job I don't want to do? And they were quite upset that she didn't want to stand. But I think she's going to next stand to be governor of Georgia, which would prove very interesting. Oh, God, their current is the, their current um, um, their current um, governor. Governor is not without he doesn't come without baggage. Oh, I, 
if I think we said it earlier on in our podcast previously, Biden coming in will just be a breath of fresh air because things will go back to being boring. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much of that is true anymore, but um, yeah, it, it, I think the FBI will investigate and homegrown terrorism, you know, terrorism at home is a, is a real thing they're going to have to contend with now. Um, but the FBI had mentioned this before, and now we know what the true meaning of stand by and stand back meant. Or stand back and stand by, rather. Whichever way around it is. Whichever way it was. Whichever way it was. Nurse dollar fig tree. (laughs) Well, the the ultimate thing is, if he doesn't have a megaphone, nobody will hear him speak. So unless he can get his message out in other ways, how are people going to hear what he's saying? You know, I think if he stands outside his home... And this is, like you say, we've missed so much. So... Apparently, there was a report that there was uh, uh, an aircraft booking made for the 19th of January to uh, Scotland. And Nicola Sturgeon was asked earlier on this week, would you permit Donald Trump to land? And she said no, because it's not an essential journey coming to play golf. But she started with he needs to get out of the White House first. And I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned was the kind of reaction around the world from the Canadian president to the Iranians to the Turkish to the the Greeks the 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 United Kingdom all of the world's leaders going what the hell is going on we are very concerned in America this is appalling so you know and I think there's a few funny ones in there from Iran and other countries saying okay it's a bit richer the West now talking about democracy eh so there's it, a very it, famous political saying when you become the story it's time to step down and when you think about the number of people in the world that's dying and i'm glad you raised the issue of covid of covid and here we are we've spent almost our entire podcast talking about the unspeakable demented delusions of Trumpism and Trump. It's sad. On the same day that the Capitol uh, riot took place, there were over 4,000 deaths in America that day due to COVID. And it's they've still not got a grip on it. Obviously, we're having our own problems here in the UK with the exploding numbers and people testing positive and sadly the increasing numbers of people dying. We've really got to get a grip on this. Um, and hopefully Biden's team arriving. They, you know, we haven't heard from Fauci in a week or so. Let's hope some stuff is going on behind the scenes because, from what I hear, they're just giving to like local areas. Okay, this is your five hundred doses. You decide how you give it out. Like what? What? What is that? That's not a system. It's not a food parcel. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully, the gears will get moving. Let's not forget these are countries with millions and millions of people in it. So it does take time just to process people through. But let's remember those that didn't make it. And hey, it's it's, it's really difficult times right now. We thought tw- Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. But it seems 2020 has bled into 2021. There are some in Stacey Abrahams in America. There are lots of people in this world trying to do good and are doing good and are making a difference so i think even with all this negative stuff around us there are still people of 
credence and and valor and dignity that are are trying to battle their way through in a in a positive non-violent fashion raising issues so that gives me hope somewhat i was rather disappointed to hear trump deliver the second of his speeches which is after he'd been encouraging people to go out and commit criminality the following day clearly he'd spoken to somebody and it was pretty you know it was on teleprompter and he had the script and everything said all the right things and one of the words that he used was healing this is a time for healing and immediately then says i won't be attending um biden's inauguration healing is actually the key to much of biden's future project it's it's at the center of it the trump election is over americans get over it let's move on <laughs> well i think i think uh we i i we should finish as we started this week um and it's finally time to give him credit this is gene wilder as willy wonka in willy wonka in the chocolate factory delivering okay. mine and des's personal message to trump you get nothing you lose good day sir yes what happened what do you think happens in the next where are we now we are the 10th 10 days so what do you think happens in the next 10 days des since we record this on sunday the 10th of january the next 10 days i think the big issue now is pardons i think that's going to be is problematic for trump given the sentiment expressed about him i mean he's in deep water at the moment and so anything he says people look will not be looking favorably at but he has got to fish his own family and some of his very close friends and even possibly some of the um um seditious um terrorists yeah, yeah i mean yes i'm well so trump has the power to basically write Pardon. off people's crimes right yeah however remember what i said earlier about the fact that they're all kind of acting like the 25th amendment is in place and kind of ignoring yeah. him yeah. so there is a department called the white house counsel's office and this is mm -hmm. the the bunch of lawyers that work for the president right yes and they're the ones that prepare the together with the Department of Justice, the, the documents. And I just wonder if they will prepare the documents in time, you know, and because maybe someone won't say to Trump, you could just write it out on a piece of paper. Like maybe, maybe shh, I shouldn't tell him, maybe he might listen to our podcast and get the idea, but I, I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. But anyway, uh, yeah. Do, do, do you not think that the system may may um, get in his way a little bit, Des. Um, you must remember, I mean, we've got to remember that Trump is bloody-minded. Um, and if Trump wants to do something, he will make sure it's done. Um, he's single-minded rather than just, oh, not only bloody-minded, single-minded. And he'd make sure, and the most precious thing to him is his family. And well, already, uh, that's that's debatable. <laughs> no, I mean, in his, we've got to see things in his terms and his rather warped way. 
Um, well, talk to his niece. She's got a few a few ideas on how he thinks. I don't and think feels. she's in his good books. But the other thing I was going to say is that um, he's got to pardon. There's a whole group of people he's got to pardon, and he has he cannot leave it any later. He's only got eleven days to reflect on it. He's going to do it, and I very much doubt he cannot resign. That resignation is out of the question for him. Yeah, but your friend Rachel Maddow said that resignation is the easiest option for him. It would be the easiest option for him, but I don't think he will accept it. Trump never does anything easily. I don't think that he will. I don't, honestly don't think that he will take resignation. Pence does not have the courage to um, impose the, 20, the um, 25th Amendment on him. Um, and I think that they will eventually impeach him. Impeachment might fall, fall collapse at the stage of the Senate because I cannot see them getting two thirds. They need, they need 16 Republican senators, yeah, right? 16, 18, yeah. So Mitt Romney won. Yeah. Number two is the Republican senator for... I wouldn't um, count on... I wouldn't count on it because they may come. After what Mitt Romney just said, I don't think we are here because of a bruised man's ego. I, I, I would like, and he did it the first time. So why would he not now? Right. So this is my I'm logic. He wouldn't, but I'm just saying that. Oh, I'm just trying to get to the 16. And then the second <laughs> one would be the Republican senator that's, from Alaska. That's so good. that's two. So then he fight 14 more. Right. Who knows? 14 votes isn't isn't a huge number. So, it's doable. you know. It is doable. But unlikely because of the timetable. And I think Mitch McConnell, until the new thing swaps. I don't anything to do with it because oh, right. Trump could be impeached after leaving office. Yes, you're right. Yes. Which I think he as, still as needs to As long as be. the process starts before he's left. If the process starts before he's left, he can be impeached after. Because this is not the first time that's occurred. I'm not sure they'll get the votes they want because people already cocooning themselves into all sorts of explanation as to why they can't do it they can't do it because you know it might escalate the tension in the country and all the rest of them divide us biden's already collapsing behind that behind that explanation i don't want to be involved in it. it's all down to the senate the um the congress congress but that's the way it should work that is the correct answer it's up it to is. them but he could also signal he could say i don't think it's the right thing but uh, is that true and everyone keeps saying, like, somehow Biden is responsible for reuniting. Yes, by showing that consequences follow action. Absolutely. Justice. Yeah, matter. that's part of the healing process to say that this will never happen again. We will not permit somebody who cannot read, what do you who think? cannot take on board information. I think he, they should impeach him. This is part of the healing process. I don't understand how going, oh, just let them go away, um, pardon them all, let the terrorists off with it. Oh, it doesn't matter you killed a capital with police officer. You know, we're trying to move on now. No, if this was the other way around, like you mentioned earlier, if it was Obama, you are telling me the Republicans would not do everything in their power. So there you are. And this he is would, the point. The Democrats... <laughs> the Democrats right now have to not pussyfoot around. And I don't think Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, who's going to soon be the majority leader of the Senate, are pussyfooting around. They said it very clearly, even when it started out as just a few little Democratic senators, the, the squad, as they're known, the AOC crew, um, they were the first ones to start saying it. And you know what? I think a lot of people heard the, the word and said, yes, 
He was impeached for much less. There is so much more that will come out in the years to come. And I think they will be proved right time and time again to go for impeachment now. If this isn't a a direct thing that you impeach for, what is what is then? I entirely agree with you. I have there is not a, a lick of paper between our, our <laughs> there isn't honestly isn't one. so do you think he will pardon only, himself you th you think I, he's gonna sorry go on you're only I think, concerned i think he's getting advice on that at the moment and i'm not sure what advice he's got but he will base his this final decision on the advice that he's he you know well surely if they're telling him the truth they're just going to tell him mr president it's untested in the one case that has been known you cannot be judge and juror that is the current legal standing like that that ultimately is the truth it's untested isn't, hasn't isn't there an argument which says that trump always surrounds himself with sycophants people yes. who tell him what he wants to hear and i fear that's still the case the only people that he's maybe got he, he's you know what he might try he pardons himself then it doesn't work and then he says okay <laughs> i I, I was given bad advice by my them. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> you blame them because that's Trump is pure about the blame culture. It's not my fault. It's, because isn't that what he's saying at the moment? It's not the reason I've not been successful in reversing the decision is because Trump, Trump um, Pence failed. You know, it was the the you know we talked about this at our last. Um, at our last um, podcast, in our last podcast, how Trump lacks courage, and he it demands a courage of others that he himself is in the mic. In the mic, he he <laughs> demands courage of people that he himself don't don't have, and you know, like you said earlier, um, and, and that word I hear that on TYT all the time, like. Like, as you said earlier about, um, you know, him uh, um, um, saying that he was going to walk with his, with the, um, the, the his, the mob, the mob. Uh, um, and that never materialized. He never walked with anybody. Did you see him? I didn't see him walk. May, may, you know, maybe we could give him the benefit of the doubt and maybe the Secret Service wouldn't permit him. You know, they can said, you no, see, sir, can you see that allowed. Trump saying, oh, I'll take your advice. No, I don't see that. But well, I'm sure the Secret Service recommended, you know, the hospital uh, drive around when he was, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> infectious with COVID. <laughs> anyway, it seems like a century ago that now. I mean, we haven't even really mentioned so many other stories, but just to finish on Trump. So predictions for the next 10 days, we're going to end up recording seven days from now. But um, let's see how much we can predict. I think impeachment starts. I think it ends up in the Senate. And then I think depending on how they have written the thing the senate might impeach i really do think the senate might impeach it depends when mcconnell or however this now power transfer between these two house majority leaders you know it, it that's the bit i can't work out i don't know enough of the internal government workings because if it's schumer schumer will call it immediately you know, I don't think there will be a very long trial. It will be play the news clips. <laughs> we don't need no witnesses. Play the news clips. Like, is that enough? Um, so any more predictions apart from pardons for the next 10 days? I think there is a possibility that we may see some further trouble. 
um, I'm hoping that it doesn't result in loss of life, but I think that's always on the more rights are a possibility. There will certainly be a whole at the moment they reckon they've only they think that there are about 80, 50, 50 um, people arrested. Um, I don't know how many indicted. Um, I think that number will really expand because let's face it, they they're going to have to have image recognition, whatever you know, um, modern techniques to. There's there's they don't need to right. This is what I was saying to you at the beginning. These people are posting it on their own social media. So one of the guys. He then posted, reposted the picture that the media had put up of him and he put, oh, they think my name is via Getty. Now, just for people that don't understand, Getty is an image company, let's say, that, um, you know, offers stuff to the media. So when it says via Getty, it just means that these are the people who provided the picture. But this oh. idiot thought that it was the name that they'd given him. They, and he was saying, oh, look, they think this is my name. And he posted it directly under his Facebook feed. So that's done all the FBI's work for them. They just then look him up. They've got his real name, alias via Getty. <laughs> I'm just wondering if, if there's going to be any more resignations, and if so, who? I think that... There has been some more junior ones. There has been some more junior yeah, resignations. Still the rats fleeing the sinking ship. There's still some big guns. I seriously wonder whether Ray, the FBI director, would step down, although he probably feels he's got a pair of clean hands. Um... I'm hoping that what's the huge Secretary of State called? Pompeo. Pompeo. I hope he goes. He's a he's an awful man, and I I'm expecting his resignation. All right. So you uh, expect some pardons and some resignations. I think. And I'm ex I'm expecting impeachment. And, and even in the Senate, I'm going to put my money and say I expect it on the Senate. Because what I will say to finish us off on this is that. I can't remember which uh, media commentator I, I've stolen this from, but expect the unexpected. Mm. We'll be, we, right. we yeah. shall see. We shall yeah. see. I wouldn't, I'm, I'm to be honest with you, hand on heart, anything can happen. Expect the unexpected, Des. Des, a week is a long time in politics. I'll see you on the other side. Yes, lovely, lovely to um, to see you. And I wish you again, once again, a very happy new year. Yes, happy new year, Des.